The face of Latina professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Today, I'm joined by realtor and investor at Infamous Group, Danica Matos. Danica, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Tony. No, it has been a pleasure, and uh, we've had quite the conversation <laughs> for, for like the last hour before getting on, uh, on the podcast, so I'm, I'm grateful for it. And Likewise. You. Thank you. No, of course. So uh, originally from Chicago, Humble Park area, right? Correct. Tell me about life growing up and, you know, identifying as Latina. Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> quite a journey. So born and raised in Humble Park. My father was an entrepreneur. He had restaurants, nightclubs, stores. Um, and my mom worked a nine to five, both Puerto Rican born in Puerto Rico, so first-generation Puerto Rican here in Chicago. That's awesome. Um, and I went to Catholic school, played classical piano, but I grew up on Division Street in the 80s and 90s. Wow. And it was a war zone. Yeah. Um, alongside a wonderful community at the same time. Right. So uh, it was quite an interesting, I had to learn a lot of street smarts. For sure. <laughs> Early on, watching my surroundings, um, I have family members and friends that were in gangs and people who passed away young. And so I had two lives. I had a mother and a father who doted on me, loved me, and taught me so many wonderful ways to grow up and be a woman of character, a proud Puerto Rican Latina, a Chicagoan. You know, we had the bulls in the yeah, 90s. Right? <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it, it was it was interesting to have both, you know, classical piano lessons, ballet lessons, Catholic school. And then I ended up going to Lane Tech. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, a little bit of a nerd got into <laughs> Lane Tech. And but also being around kind of a rough environment. So yeah, it was very rough. Yeah. Very rough. Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting to have both sides because uh, my parents did not live that lifestyle at all. Right. But I mean, we lived in the environment of that lifestyle. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. It's unfortunate that, you know, especially for the immigrant, um, you know, story is that you can't afford much. So you go where you can. And it's usually with people that, you know, look like you and talk like you. And, you know, it usually means that it's lower income. And, and that's just a kind of a consequence is unfortunate, right? That I'm sure now you've seen Humble Park completely transform over the last absolutely know, even just last decade or so now were you born um on division as well st mary's hospital <laughs> that's where i was born we were born in the same place yep maybe even around the same time maybe yeah. <laughs> Walk, roaming the halls but no that's that's so freaking cool you know that um that you have this this really authentic story about one the 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 subculture which is being puerto rican right i mean it's really a Puerto Rican neighborhood. I mean, mm -hmm. you go through there and it is. What was it like to have, like you said, in the community is one thing, but kind of outside of that, what was your perception of Chicago? What did you feel like Chicago had a perception of Humboldt Park? What was that aspect of, of growing up like for you? Honestly, I really didn't get any perception of Chicago until I went to Lane. Right. Um, I went up north. You know, it's not even that far now that I'm an adult, but as a kid, it's like super far away. My dad was very involved in the Humble Park community, very known in the community. 
and very involved. So he really raised me to be proud Puerto Rican, a proud girl from Humboldt Park, and he supported businesses. I mean, he just was a huge staple in that community. He was the known salsa dancer. Really? That's so yeah, cool. They, uh, his name is Pachanga. That's what they call him. And <laughs> to this day, I walk around and you're like, are you Pachanga's daughter? Like, I cannot walk down anywhere Humble Park without someone saying that. So I was pretty coddled in a very Chicago, Puerto Rican neighborhood um, and somewhat segregated, if you think about it. Very um, Absolutely. Yeah. My dad was like, you're not going more west. You're not going more south. Yeah. <laughs> Even going to Wicker Park at that time was was scary because they were like opposing gang mem- members and something could happen to me because I lived on the other right, side right, of right. Western. Yeah. So when I went to Lane Tech, I got to meet. Uh, friends from all over the city. I mean, I had friends who came from 95th Street on the red line to come to Lane Tech. And so it really opened my eyes to what a wonderful city Chicago really is and how many cultures and how many backgrounds. And a lot of the students there were first generation Vietnamese, first generation Filipinos. So it was was super, super cool to go there. And then but before then, I would say Chicago to me was just a cool, hip city. <laughs> I mean, People had cool cars. Yeah. We would wear Jordans. Yeah. You know, we loved hip hop. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I knew prior to Lane. But Lane kind of opened up a whole new world for me. And I got to meet so many people from all over the city. Yeah. And I started learning about the suburbs. And I'm like, where's that? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. I don't know. What's a suburb? Uh, so, yeah, it was it was cool. I just I figured out that Chicago, number one, was pretty segregated. Um, and also there was just a lot of wonderful, cool people from all over the world. Of course. No. And, you know, kudos to your parents. What a blessing that, um, have both parents. I mean, that's just, that's a fortunate thing right off the bat, but for them to be so involved in your life and and really, despite what was around, it seems like, you know, your dad had a, 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 a good understanding of, of his neighborhood and he was, he was known and it makes sense that he'd want you to be low, you know, stay where he could protect you. Right. Yeah, like you absolutely. Go, he's like, I don't have that kind of clout somewhere else. Right? <laughs> I'm known here. I can yeah. take care of you here. So that makes a lot of sense. And now, you know, now, now that you're older and, and, and have gotten into real estate, how has, you know, the, the way that you kind of used to think evolved from that, uh, the way you see yourself as a Latina, right? Because on one end, growing up and, and being segregated uh, is one thing. You had this great experience going to a high school that's very uh, eclectic. But now as an adult, you know, how have you leaned into who you are, and but not just who you are and where you come from, but uh, as, as a contributor to the world now, right? That it's it's not just, it's not small time anymore. Now you're doing big time things. Yeah, um, two things. The first thing I would say was I really surround myself with a lot of different type of people. Um, including Latina, including women, which I have a passion for. But I would say secondly and more importantly, I traveled a lot. And even going to Puerto Rico a lot as a kid and then now as an adult, you know, I just really have such a respect, right, and a reverence for that island and like our history, our ancestry. And I come back to Chicago when I'm there. My dad has retired there. I go there quite often. Um, I have friends there now. And so coming back, it it just makes me feel more proud to be Puerto Rican, where I come from, and just understanding it true to where it's at, at the island, and bringing that kind of energy and that kind of love and that kind of passion and that kind of history back home. It's a lot of fun. And I share it with all my friends from all walks of life. Yeah, There was a season where I was a lot more American, um, you know, and I kind of was a little bit, I I wouldn't say ashamed, I've never been ashamed, but I was, I held back 
my not my latina ism mm-hmm, <laughs> my mm-hmm. puerto rican ism uh, but you're, i'm sure you were trying to find yourself too identity yeah. is such an important thing when you're i mean you're puerto rican but you're also american and you're supposed yeah. to live this american dream but at the same time hang on to your roots like it could be confusing uh, for anybody but especially as you're trying to find your identity as a human being forget culture right, right. They, the, the evolution of just growing up <laughs> absolutely yes and being in the real estate industry in chicago I started in the early 2000s. So that Did was you really you don't I, look old enough to be. <laughs> I know. Back don't then. tell nobody my age. <laughs> I started in the early 2000s. So I went to DeVry because in oh, high school, you know in high school you right have Right behind Lane Tech too, right? Yeah, right next door. Yeah. <laughs> I I was so happy about that. I was like, I know the neighborhood. Yeah. It's a quick ride down Western off Division. Yeah. Um but I went to DeVry because during college fairs at Lane Tech, I wanted to be a real estate investor. Oh, no way. So you knew that? I knew that since I was 12. Good for you. What? That's <laughs> yes. awesome. Yes. Good for I, you. Yes. I, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Okay. I'm curious how a 12-year-old knows they want to be a real estate investor, but please continue. So I'm like 17. I'm a junior, and I'm going through the college fair, and I'm excited. I'm like, yes, wow. I'm going to go to college. I'm excited for this experience. First person in my family. And I'm going through each booth, and I'm like, yeah, what what classes do you have for real estate investing? And they're like, zero. <laughs> I was so depleted after that. It was like a couple days. And I'm like, people were like, well, you could be a real estate attorney. Like, you can go to school to for law. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be a real estate attorney. I want to be. But I even considered it because I just wanted to do real estate yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and around that time, DeVry came to recruit students that were juniors going into their senior year to join uh, a pilot program that DeVry had. It was an acceleration program. And what they were testing out was, if you go to DeVry all year round, including the summers, you can get a four-year bachelor's degree in three years. Oh, interesting. And, you know, computers were the thing back then. It was in the late uh, mid to late 90s. And I said, well, I want to have a degree in something, and maybe this could be like a backup plan. So I went to DeVry, and I got my degree in computer programming. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. What a nerd, right? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's my background is computers, too. Really? So, yeah. That's like I went to, I didn't, college wasn't my thing, but I went to the Marines and did, you and know, did computers. Yeah. Nice. The same thing. It's, it's really cool. That's, in, I mean, that's like, that was pioneering back then. Yeah, it really was. Like no I one learned, had degrees like that. Talk about finding myself. DeVry, honestly, was huge. I mean, the way they, the way they market themselves, it's true. Like, you really are with real people in the industry teaching you how to do and learn. And they got me a job six months before I even graduated. I was making a ton of money. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience being at DeVry. And they paid for most of the degree costs because, you know, I'm a Latina from Humble Park. I, you know, I threw the story out there. I mean, I still have the printout of that. They took care of you. Yeah. And they paid for most of the degree. So wow. I got a four year degree in three years. Wow. And so, but I, inside, I always want to do real estate. I figured, you know what, I'm just going to stack up my money with this nine to five and I'm just going to buy property or do something like that. But that, that's, a, I mean, first of all, <laughs> kudos to DeVry and all that. We should get them sponsored for this. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, they hey, should. Hey, DeVry, listen to this. No. Uh, but that's an amazing story, too. And, and, and three years, I mean, you were focused. That's That says a lot about you. I mean, I know how much I struggled in school. So for you to be able to do that, like that, that takes a lot of discipline. Seems I don't like, know if people know this, but. Computer programming is learning another language. Completely. Literally an entire language. Like my last year there, I 
did not get any sleep. I worked so hard with my with other students that I was in school with. I mean, we just worked so hard to get good grades and graduate and really learn this new language. It's it was so yeah, it was so intense that when I got my nine to five, uh, my first salary position, I was still in school. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was like easy then. Like, this was no, I wish. Like, <laughs> I wish. No, there was like the it was always advancing so fast that even what I learned in DeVry wasn't enough for the mm, position. Right, 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 right. So I had to learn a new a new right. language. Wow. Yeah, it was it was quite intense. So is your first job you were programming then? <laughs> I was for Sprint. What? Yes. Good for you. That is so okay. So then you you know you're going down this path. Where did real estate then come into play for you? When was the first like professional experience you had in real estate? So in because of nine eleven. Okay. So when nine eleven happened, I was only in the computer programming industry for less than two years. Wow. And you know, the whole economy pretty much crashed at that moment including that industry. So I, I couldn't hold the job. I got laid off. Yeah. All of us got laid off. Yeah. I came from DeVry. It was like 11 of us in oh, this company. Wow. We all got laid off. And every position that we would look for online, like career builder, remember those days? Of course. I, I'm yeah, sure yeah, it's still yeah. around. Um, <laughs> it was like 20 plus years experience. To, to get it back into that industry. And what? we're all like, we're new. Yeah. Everyone, all 11 of us are in different industries because we couldn't get back into that industry. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's it was a crazy time. It's kind of cool that you know that though. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I like, yeah, I know all 11 of them. It's like, yeah, I, I, I hold, like at the end I of hold the tight to people that I care about. At least <laughs> well, I try. You know, like at the end of movies when they're like, and this person went out and do this, and this person went out and do this. <laughs> I that's, can that, actually, that's like the visual. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And all 11 went out and do different Thanks to things. Facebook. Yeah. Thanks to Facebook. True, true. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll never forget when I got my pink slip papers per se. You really did get that back then. Yeah. <laughs> they gave you a pink slip paper. And I think I got like three months of pay and, you know, you unemployment. I got yeah. unemployment for like two years because yeah. <laughs> the economy was hit so hard that it was like uh, six months, another six months. I was like juicing that up. But as soon as I walked out of that building, I was on the corner of Michigan and Jackson. I'll never forget. I walked out of that building. It was cold because it was like right after the holidays. Thank mm, you. Merry Christmas yeah, to me. Right. I was ecstatic. I was like, that's it. I don't know what I'm how I'm going to get into real estate, but I'm never going back to this again. I'm going to go into real estate. And I was looking for a job just to have something. And I couldn't find one, obviously, because I didn't have enough in the business to get hired. But I knew in that moment, I'm going into real estate. And I was only like 23 years old. It was like your omen. Almost like you're waiting for a sign, right? I did not care what it was going to take. I did not care. Mm -hmm. So then what'd you do? I went and found a part-time job at a real estate company. Oh, nice. Yep. And uh, it was owned by a Puerto Rican guy on Division Street. They're no longer there. That was a very long time ago. But I walked in there and I said, hey, I'm looking for like an admin job part-time. Because if I worked part-time, I got to keep my unemployment. <laughs> so I have full-time money coming in. Yeah. And I honestly just wanted to get a taste of the industry. Like it was something I always wanted to do, but never did really didn't know anybody that was doing it. It was just something I naturally always wanted to do. And so really? it's funny because the girl that was sitting there, she's like, yeah, I'm full-time. I'm actually going back to school. So we're looking to hire someone. I met someone in two days, got hired wow. and went to school to get my license. And I've been doing it ever since. Now, take me back to when you were 12. <laughs> What was a 12-year-old thinking about? <laughs> like, why was a 12-year-old thinking about real estate and real estate investing? Okay, so um, my dad owned property and people would pay him 
And I said, why, why are people giving you money? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that was a no. You're like, I get it. Yes. He, people would give him cash. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of the night, uh, his rental income, his restaurant business, his nightclub business, my dad would actually have me count like how many ones, mm-hmm. how many fives, how many tens, that's how many twenties. Yeah. How many fifties, how many hundreds, right? Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, okay, mamita, tell me. <laughs> and he had his little book, those little, uh, you know, book, like ledgers. bookkeeping, yep, yep. ledgers. <laughs> he was like, you know, one time. 150 five times and we would do that yeah and at the end of it he'll be like you could take a 10 and i'm like yes i'm well and i'm like dad who's giving you this money like you know the rental money and he's like yeah well i i own this property or own this lot and people park there they have to pay me or people rent oh, it nice. they have to pay me and i was like sold your dad was a that's businessman. that's all wow. I, I, I was in that moment i was about 12 years old that i was like okay i want to do real estate for the rest of my life wow <laughs> Well, I mean, when I was 12, I remember seeing that plastic surgeons made like the most money. It was like an insane amount. I like, yeah, I want to be a plastic surgeon just for that reason. Like, I didn't care about any of it. But then I realized how much school you had to do and like what. I was like, yeah, I'll pick something else. Yeah, like, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm not that passionate about it. Like, yeah. I'll find another way to make money. So, you know, now that you've been doing it for so long, what is that? Uh, like you, you chose a special line because obviously you're an investor, but you're also uh, an agent, right? Yep. So tell me about those two worlds and how you kind of navigate that um, for yourself and for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So being an agent teaches you a lot about the industry and the business. You get to meet a lot of people. You get to help people sell and buy and invest or rent. And with all that, you get to learn contracts and how to communicate, how to problem solve, how to negotiate. So it really was such a wonderful experience for me to do the licensed realtor thing first, although that's not really what I wanted to do. I just wanted to invest full time. I'm grateful that I did it. Number one, I figured out I was good at it and I made a lot of money doing it. So I was like, oh, great, a stream of income, let's go. And it's real estate related. And I got to help people, which I love to do, just like going through the process with someone for the first time or having someone downsize or having someone buy their first property when they want to build a portfolio. Like I absolutely just... I'm elated every time I'm able to do that. And it's a lot. It's not always easy. It's yeah. Behind the scenes, our clients and other people don't understand how much work goes into it. It's much as like a doctor or a lawyer, really. We put so much effort and I don't think people really see that. But that's okay because I love to do as much as I can behind the scenes to make the experience very jo- enjoyable for people that I'm working with. So I learned a lot about the business. And in do- then I started going, taking courses and I invested $20,000 in a business wealth building uh, course, wow, I guess per se, you. you know, those courses yeah, you could yeah, still yeah. buy to this day. Right. Yeah. It was like a wealth building. And what I loved about it, it foundationally it was a lot about real estate and investing in real estate, but it had like e-commerce and mm. stocks. Mm. And so you would get this itinerary for the year. So I paid 20,000 for the year and I got this itinerary and I can fly anywhere across the country or if it was local and go to whatever courses I wanted to kind of really master. Right. And the people teaching the courses were people who were actually financially successful and had been doing it for a long time and they were just kind of getting paid to teach you how they do it. Right. And the good part about it was that they gave you all their resources. <laughs> so even though $20,000 was a lot of money for me at that time, I made it back in my first deal. Wow. So that's how my investment life started was this company. I joined them. I went to Las Vegas. I went to Detroit and I went to Dallas. Those were like the main hubs and like just taking courses there and networking 
because your network is your net worth. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. important. It taught me a lot about who you know and how far you can get and how successful you can be <laughs> and who you surround yourself with. That was one of the big things. And also who you know and building those relationships of relatability and trust. I mean, a 50 year old man, I'm a 20 some year old girl, but this 50 year old man owns, you know, a thousand doors mm-hmm. and he's teaching a 20 something year old girl from Puerto Rican girl from Humboldt Park how to do that. Well, because he saw that my young self invested in this in this program, he gave me his attorneys, his hard money lenders, his um, he gave me crews that I could go to to do rehabs. Wow. He gave me all these resources. So I'm like, oh, I need to pay to get into these like masterminding or like courses and rub shoulders. So I really learned about like coaching and masterminding and how good for when you. you put your money into something, those people of wealth or prestige, they respect you, even mm. though you're not at that level yet. That's amazing. And yeah, it was super cool. And, and and I think in that, you know, what I'm hearing, obviously you're, you're investing in yourself, you know, always and that change, but it's also part of your, your message that, you know, you, you make a conscious choice of who you want to be. And that's really the, the thing that you really want to get across. And recently you, uh, you're now in a book, right? Yes, and Brad, tell me so a little exciting. bit about that, all these great accomplishments, <laughs> but you know, in that, the one thing I loved as you were sharing that, um, and, and especially just how much you, you love being Latina and, and how you connect with your community, but that message that you know, you, by sharing your story, you're really impacting others, that it's not out of a vanity, who I am, here's what I did, but it's really, you, you wanna connect. Tell me a little bit about that and you know, the message in, in the book. Yeah, so the book is called Latinas in Real Estate. It launches May 4th, I'm so excited, um, 2022. And the book was brought to me by a wonderful Latina woman in real estate. And she started the process of being an author last year. And she was encouraged by um, the author who encouraged her to put together a group of 14 women, so it was a total of 15, to tell their stories of inspiration and, and overcoming, right, as a Latina in the real estate industry. And so because of my friend Joanna Diaz, with Credit Rx, mm-hmm. shout out to Joanna, she connected me with the author Maggie Antillon Matthews. And we, her and I chatted and she shared her heart and what she was trying to do and heard my story and said, I would love to offer you one of the slots. And I said, I I think that would be great. I would love to share my story. Mm -hmm. And to what you were saying, not out of vanity, um, because I love my life behind closed (laughs) doors and I live it full and rich. (laughs) Um, I don't need to write a book or do podcasts. I honestly do it because I really truly want people to hear my story and I want people to be inspired to take on full responsibility for their lives, especially women and Latinas, to go after what they want unapologetically just go after and not worry about what our culture society america friends family like you really really just got to get past that and truly be who you are because that's all you got you got this moment and you got you that's all you got and you just got to go after that. And so I'm really excited about this book called Latinas in Real Estate. And I am a contributing author. And in the book, you'll hear my story amongst amazing women in real estate, Latina. And most of them are from here in Chicago, which is pretty cool, too. That's so incredible. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank and on you. That, what's next for you? What's the vision for the future? What do you hope for, um, you know, for, for your business, your brand, you? Yeah. So I just joined a new brokerage. Uh, about eight months ago. Congratulations. Thank you. And that's where the infamous group comes from. So I also just started my own real estate team. So I've worked with real estate teams on and off for years. 
and I've worked under other uh, team leaders' visions. And everyone always said, like, why aren't you doing this on your own? And I had a lot of limiting beliefs behind that, even as a woman and a, and a Latina. And I decided last year, I said, you know what? I'm going to go after my dream, and I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And I want to be a broker, a realtor, <laughs> an agent the way that I envision it, you know what I mean? So foundationally, I'm always gonna put my clients first. I'm always gonna have really great massive results. We're also gonna have a lot of fun around the transaction. <laughs> That's one of my niches. That's one of my, part of my branding is that my team and I, were fun. We like to laugh. We like to just have a lot of fun because we do a lot of work. <laughs> you have to have some balance. So that's a big thing. And I'm also just, I just launched a brand called Infamous Lifestyle. Nice. Because who who I am and how I am, it truly is a lifestyle, yeah. right? A Christian, a believer, that's a lifestyle, right? What I eat, what I drink, that's a lifestyle. Right. Um, the people I surround myself with, it's a lifestyle. Conscious work is a lifestyle. Being fully responsible for myself, <laughs> right? Yep is a lifestyle. Absolutely. And so I really wanted to share the world, my heart and the lifestyle that I have to inspire others to also create the life that they want for themselves and know that they can do that. You have everything in you, period, to be who you are, do what you want and live the life you want and leave behind for the next generation, you know, something empowering, something beautiful. And it doesn't always have to be about money. So the lifestyle brand is real estate, inspiration and fun. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I always learn to just travel um, and do things that I enjoy, even little things. I love being on swings at the park. And you will always find me at a swing at the <laughs> That's park. That's awesome. Because it's something that I just do. It, it, it kind of like gives me a clear mind. It takes me back to my childhood. It's kind of nostalgic and it's peaceful. And so like, you know, what are those little things you like to do? Don't get wrapped up in the rat race. Yeah. Sometimes stop. Just be present in the moment. I love that. And, yeah. and obviously you figured something out, but one, uh, last thing I have for you um, is one of the things you had mentioned was you for 10 years worked with someone on and off that you felt like you were living for someone else's dream. And it wasn't until like you just said, want to do that for yourself. And people saying, why don't you do that for you? What advice would you give being that you have this experience of one, you know, doing this and, and grinding and, and, and for someone else, like you said, but then what, how did you, come to that conclusion and yes, I, I can do this. It, you know, I am worth it. I know you're a strong person as it is, but what advice would you give out there? People find themselves in that situation where I want that for me. I want to, to, to bet on me. Yeah. Two things. Number one, you just have to stop. Everyone has to shut it off. TVs, radio, what other people are saying, um, social media, books, anything that kind of uh, can pour into you right? And maybe confuse you or maybe make you feel like you're not enough or make you feel like you're on the wrong path. You really need to take time for yourself and stop. Before I made a decision to start my own team and my own brand, I took three days by myself. I drove away <laughs> and I was with myself, with God, and I shut everything off. And I just really, everything that you need is inside of you. Yeah, You don't need to, you know, read this or do everything you need is inside of you. That's just going to add on to who you already are and the confidence you have in who you are. Yep. And so the first thing I would say is shut everything off and make time to sit with what you really want, who you want to be in the life you want to design for yourself. Cause you can design your life. 
The way life is going for you doesn't have to be that way. You can literally design your life. If peace is something you want, you literally can have it every day just by a choice. It's that simple. And so I would say shut it all off because it really, when you are always listening to everything on the outside coming in, you tend to make moves that are not your own. And then you wake up five, 10 years and you're like, I have nothing to show for what I want. I'm not being true to myself. And so that's what happened to me, right? I had a wonderful experience with my old partner. It was great. I learned a lot, but I realized I was leading towards a path that wasn't my own. And I just wanted to do things my way. And so I finally got the courage (laughs) to have the difficult conversation and make the decision. And I took massive action. So once you shut it off and you know what you want to do, take massive action. Don't let don't let any limiting belief that's going to come to your mind in that moment stop you. The second thing I would say is surround yourself with people way ahead of you. You have to because you will stop yourself. You will go back to your comfort zone. You will go back to your limiting beliefs. You will go back. You will stop being in the moment. You will stop being true to yourself. And that rat race will come right Mm -hmm. back and it will just swallow you whole. And again, time you can't get back. It's what you have now. That's all you got. And you're going to be like, oh, no, you know what happened? So definitely surround yourself with people who are going to tell you about yourself, who are going to see your blind spots and who are going to love you through that journey of you being true to who you are. And just thank you. Thank you for thank you. You know, the wisdom and sharing your story and just what you do for the community as well. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This has been so much fun. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.